I hate that recording in progress, but hey everyone and (laughs) welcome to another episode of, damn I need to stop shaking this table, Meet My Mess podcast, we're already off to a messy start it seems. I just want to take a second, I'm going to try my best to not do an annoying intro, I just want to take a second to thank every single one of you who has listened to my podcast, spoken about my podcast, whether it was in a positive or negative way, publicity is publicity. Um, thank every one of you who have given me a rating, who have subscribed to me on YouTube, who have sent me amazing comments or feedback. Things are really starting to pick up with this podcast. I'm starting to get some very exciting guests on ones that I have never thought I would dreamt of having on the podcast this quickly. And I'm already starting to speak with sponsors about this podcast. So it really is amazing how quickly things can change around for you if you just put your mind to something for a couple months or a couple years or a couple weeks. Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I don't give it out to strangers. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to my podcast, though. What's it called? Meet My Mess. But, yeah, so I just want to say thank you. And yeah, I should have a guest coming on later in the episode today, but the, the, how do we say logistics of the conversation are a little blurred. So it might just be a banter sesh between me and you, the mess makers, or we might have a guest join us later in the show. We shall see, but I have a lot to update you guys on a lot. So either way, I am just happy to get these thoughts out. I have a story that I was really not sure if I wanted to tell on the podcast because I'm still a little bit scarred about it to this minute. And thinking about telling this story that I'm about to is actually making me perspire. Great day to decide to wear a velvet dress. Uh, But I'm going to tell it anyways, because I think that it is relatable. I think that it will show my humble side and also just be a good example that sex is fucking messy. So I was seeing this guy. I said I wasn't going to talk about the guys I was seeing anymore, but we're never probably going to talk about this man again. I've been seeing this guy. I'm not seeing him anymore. And he was everything I say I want on this podcast. He was 6'4", Irish accent, um, older than me, tattoos, built guy, like to the outdoors, like adventures, was just chill. Sorry for my ice machine. He was just like a laid back dude who liked to travel and enjoy life, a little bit of a hippie. And I'm kind of into that. 
And so I really meeting this guy. It's the first guy I had met in a while that I was hopefully he's not listening to this because I'm going to sound like a psycho bitch, but he was the first guy I met since my ex in France that I was actually really interested in. We went out on a first date and it was just so easy. Like, you know, when you're on first dates and you kind of have to think about the next thing you're going to say, like, okay, after this, am I going to ask him about his family? Am I going to ask him about his job? Am I going to ask him about this and that? Like there was none of that. It just came naturally, which I think is how it should be. Uh, so we went on a first date to a brewery, had a great time. And then as soon as we got out of the brewery, we were just like making out like crazy. And so I walked away from this date telling my friends that I was I had about two years before his visa expired to get a ring on my finger. And I just told them that like this was someone I really had a strong connection with. And we did. And I think he would agree. And then came. There was some hangouts and flirts in between but then we went on a date recently maybe a week ago sorry someone's outside my door maybe a week ago we went on a date and before going to meet him for drinks I was starving so I picked up a McDonald's poutine I it was the only thing that was quick enough was the only thing that was on the way I was already late so grabbed a poutine I wasn't gonna go out and have drinks and fucking have nothing in my stomach because I would have literally I don't know I don't want to be a drunk idiot and so I got a poutine scarfed it down on the drive there and then we had some drinks was all good And then I started to feel really, really, really sick. And so we paid the bill, got out of there. His place was about two minutes from, uh, two minutes from the restaurant we were at. And so he was like, let's just go back to mine. Mind you, this is the first time I've ever been to his place. But even if something were to happen, I was prepared for it. I was ready to hook up with him. Um, But then, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. I'm just a little bit scatterbrained today. And so we get back to his house. We chill out. He gives me some water. I chill and I start to feel much better. I'm sure just like what I ate kind of reacting, wasn't reacting right. So I just start to feel like completely fine. We are hanging out, listening to music. Things start to get heated. We're making out. We're hanging out. We're talking. Things are going good. Things are great. And then we start to, yeah, so things get heated. And then so I start to start sucking on his peen. And it was great. We had great, um, you can see how uncomfortable I, you can probably hear my voice, how uncomfortable I am telling you this story because it's really off brand for me. I'm just going to get to it because I need to just rip the bandaid off. I puked on his dick. <sighs> he did the classic thing where he like grabs the back of your head and just, uh, just like starts like going to town on the back of your throat. And he did not have a small dick. It was thick. It was long. And I already wasn't feeling good. So he starts doing this and all of a sudden, 
all over him. I have never been so embarrassed in my life. I apologize probably upwards of 15 times because you guys are probably thinking, why didn't you just close your mouth and swallow it back down? I swear to God, I, I agree. I've been that girl. I've swallowed it down. You, you fucking take it down and you just keep trucking along. That's how it goes. But I swear to God, there was like no warning. And like, I just felt like it was going to be like a normal, like gag, which you like do when you suck on dick. And it wasn't. And just everything came out all over him. He was so polite about it. He was just like, allow me to go clean myself up. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, of course. And then I, I like used his shirt to clean him up. Oh my God, that shirt. He, oh God. So I'm literally about to cry. So, oh my God, you can literally see tears in my eyes. So I cleaned him up. He goes to the bathroom to figure it out. I start sweating profusely. And at this point, I'm not sure if it's the flu, if it's the food I ate, or if I'm just having extreme anxiety because I literally just ralphed all over the first guy I've liked in two years dick. Like, come on. I haven't liked a guy in two years. Out of all the dicks I've sucked in the past two years, this had to be the one I puke on. So at this point, I just start feeling sick because I feel embarrassed probably. And so I go into his bathroom after and I just start. Okay. Rewind. I've puked. He went to the bathroom, cleaned himself up, came back. We like finished up what we started. You can infer from that. And then afterwards he like literally rolled over and he's like, I'm so glad we did this. I'm really like starts to like pour his heart out to me about how he's feeling and how his interest in this relationship and I just roll on over and I just run out of the room and I like I'm like going like this as I go to the room so fucking gross and I start just puking fucking profusely into his toilet for about 20 minutes look at my phone missed calls from him trying to check in to see if I'm okay and at this point I literally just need to get the fuck out of this house I can't face him it sucks I really like this guy but I can't I can't stay here for any longer and he definitely doesn't want me here any longer so I go into the bedroom sit down after my 20 minutes puking I sit down I'm like sweating I'm literally just disgusting at this point and I am talking to him and I was like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. But like, I need to like leave obviously. Cause I'm not well, I can't, I'm not going to just like keep, stay here to get sick at your house. Like we don't, we don't know each other like that yet. And we're talking, talking, talking. And all of a sudden I was like, look away, garbage can into the garbage can. I puked in two different places in his house three if you count the t-shirt that I used to clean him up and on him there's really just no recovering from this story I really just had to take the L he was so nice about it too he like texted me after being like how are you feeling are you okay and stuff and I was like yeah whatever but then after that night we never spoke again because I no way in hell I'm sending him a message. Well, I'm thinking about it. I know that might seem crazy, but I'm thinking about it. Being like, hey, you want to go for a swim? And like, maybe we can just be friends and then he'll forget about it maybe. And then maybe we'll just like fall in love and have babies. I don't know, maybe. 
oh my God, not after this fucking podcast. But with this story, girls, please write in if you have puked on a guy's dick. I have heard from many girls they have. They've told me this in a private setting, but I have never heard of a public, someone publicly coming out and saying that they've done this. Um, It makes me feel... No, I was going to say it makes me feel like my head isn't as good anymore, but it doesn't, I don't feel that way. My head's still bomb. I just know now not to eat McDonald's before I give head and to just not, you know, I don't need to be such a tough girl. You know, if I feel like I'm going to throw up on a dick, I don't need to keep fucking taking the dick down my throat until I puke. And the piece of ass vice for this week, men, please like stop with like, you can fuck our throats. That, that's fine. We like that. It's hot. I don't know. Some of us like it. Um, but, and you can do the whole holding my head thing, but if I, if you feel for a second, me start to push back on your hand, that is where your hand comes off. Unless you are willing to have the girl puke on you and willing to come with, and also and also willing to make her feel comfortable with the fact she just puked on your dick. I can't believe I'm even saying this right now. Um, actually, no, you can't do that. Unless you guys have had a conversation about that. You can't hold a girl's head there if she's pushing her, pushing her hand back. You know what I'm trying to say. So just like chill it with the intense throat fucking. That's what we have two different holes for. This one is just a little bit tougher to use sometimes. Let's see the hour. Nice. Okay. A little hack I've picked up this week. I heard about a new little scam that I want to share with the mess makers. First of all, let me just get this slipper that's on my beautiful studio background off of there that's because my dog eats everything under the sun so the scam I want to tell you about is a scam that involves being a sugar baby so we all know what a sugar baby is and what sugar daddy relationships are um yeah I'm not gonna explain it if you don't know get on get out from underneath your rock so men can offer to send money to sugar babies in multiple ways uh cold hard cash a direct deposit if you feel close enough to give him that information e-transfer venmo these are all paypal i don't know if these are completely safe ways to do it but these are options of ways that you can get paid obviously do your research if you're going to be a sugar baby But I want to talk about the situation where a man, oh man, <laughs> offers to give you a check in exchange for being a sugar baby. And I'm not talking a physical check, although this could also be problematic. I'm talking a picture of a check that's front and back of a fo- like a photo of the check that you can deposit underneath the auto deposit in your bank. And when it comes to auto deposit, 
They initially give you the money probably two or three days after the deposit has been made or sometimes even immediately. But it takes about five to 10 days for them actually to go through the deposits and make sure that they are properly, they they aren't fraudulent checks, that they're real checks. And often what happens when sugar daddies send these photos to sugar babies um, with the checks on the whatever the double-sided check that you take the photo of often they'll accidentally send more money or they'll put a higher amount on the check and the sugar baby won't say anything about it and just think that they were being generous as like an extra gift and so the women will go or doesn't necessarily need to be a woman, the sugar baby will go and deposit the money and start spending it because they have this number of money in their account. And the person, the sugar daddy, who is really uh, Bobby from, that's not, I don't know, some man from the middle of India who on their computer They'll ask for you to send back 200, 300, whatever the amount was that it was over the amount they initially said they would send you. So if they said they would send you $1,000 and they really send you 1500, they would ask for $500 back in Apple gift cards, in iTunes gift cards, in Visa prepaid debits, things like this. And often the sugar baby will be like, okay, we have a good rapport. You've sent me money. I trust you. So I'll send you the money you didn't mean to send me in the form of gift cards. And then when the five-day period hits and it comes up that this is a fraudulent check, it doesn't have the proper routing number or whatever it is, that money that you had already deposited into your account is completely taken away by the bank because it's not real money it's not a real deposit and you've already spent your real hard-earned money on purchased gift cards that you have sent back to someone else in India or wherever it is Baghdad I don't know is that in, in India I think so you sent the gift cards back to them and now they have $500 of real money on a Visa gift card. And you have been spending money on purses, shoes, and these Visa gift cards and are now $800 in debt because of the fraud check that they had used. And often you will never hear from them ever again. And you probably don't have any real way to contact this person. Um, yeah. So I just want to, this is something I've just heard of and it blew my mind. So I I thought I just had to share that this is something that's going on. I am not a sugar baby uh, for all of you wondering, but I do support it. And it's definitely crossed my mind, especially in financially difficult times, aka now. But I think some of the biggest red flags here before accepting money is if you haven't met this person or they're not trying to make plans to meet you that's definitely a red flag uh because why are they just paying someone without 
honestly, like, why are they paying someone for literal no return on their transaction at the end of the day? That's what it is, even though it is like a relationship. Uh, What else do you need to look out for? Uh, There's lots of things. I Nothing's like sprouting to mind right now, but that's definitely something, yeah, to worry about is that. And just like do your research. If you're going to be a sugar baby, like before you make these first deposits, make sure you're like looking up the exact kind of deposit you were making and the potential scams that could be coming along with it. And if that's like worth the risk for you. So please be safe in these situations. And that's kind of all I wanted to say about that. So I was just thinking about how I'm going to format this because of uh, our guest coming on here soon, but I'm going to answer your guys's listener questions. Now, I really, really have something going on in my throat right now. I need a sip of, this is not beer, by the way. I'm not drinking beer at 11 a.m. It's iced tea. Honestly, I don't really even fuck with iced tea. I don't know why I'm drinking it. I don't really fuck with soda in general or any kind of, I like fresh squeezed juice and I like water. I'm not even a health junkie, but when it comes to drinks, like I just am not, like I can never finish a full drink unless it's liquor, of course, because that then I have a purpose. First question. <clears throat> wow. They can't all be hits, Carissa. Do you enjoy PDA? This is a good question. And the easy answer is no. I don't really enjoy PDA that much. I like, I don't know. When you see a couple or people that are at like a party or anywhere like not socializing with anyone else and just like sitting on each other's lap and like making out with each other it makes me want to vomit makes me want to walk the plank so no I don't really fully like it I just think that if you are needing to be all over each other 24 7 it's probably not a healthy relationship. It's probably a bit codependent and it's probably going to be really hot and heavy for the first six months, but it will not last longer than the first six months. Short answer, I don't like PDA. I think that I'm not a big hand holder. I was going to say I like handling, not really. Uh, like a little bit of like a when your like boyfriend or the guy you're seeing is like walking past you and like smacks your butt a little or like puts their hand around your waist or like comes and hugs you from behind like that's so cute those are little things but you don't need to be like fucking making out with each other's faces constantly little pecks every once in a while that's okay but it also depends on the situation like if you're in a like if you're hanging out with just like a third wheel you're not gonna be like making out with your fucking boyfriend's face the whole time because that's also really annoying. I hope that no one does that. I feel like people have become more aware of their level of PDA. I don't know if that's just me growing up, but yeah, I am, however, very affectionate at home. 
when we're not in public, I constantly, I am literally like a baby. I constantly want to be cuddled. I constantly want to be kissed. I want you all over me all the time, all the time. It's never too much. It's never been too much in any of my past relationships, at least. Uh, Yeah. Lots of kissing, lots of cuddling. And this isn't like, obviously this isn't when we like first, first start seeing each other. But if we're in a relationship, yeah, like I want you to want to be around me and to be touching me and holding me and all those things and kissing and having lots of sex, like behind closed doors, I want it to be fucking fun and lovely and romantic. I think that in the simplest times is when you should take advantage of those times and be romantic and enjoy the company of the people you love. And that's what makes like little times in life really, really memorable and really special and makes relationships grow is when you're constantly working on the relationship. Not, not, it's not constantly hard work, but there is constantly work going into it. Yeah. So that's my thoughts on PDA. I'd love to hear other people's thoughts. I had someone writing in saying that they feel guys are the ones that don't like PDA as much. I don't know if that's true. Maybe it is. I guess so. I guess personally, I just don't know a lot of girls that love a lot of PDA. Yeah, no no one springs to mind, really. Uh, So this next question is loaded and I had to write quite a few notes on it because um, I'm not as smart as, well, I just wanted to get my thoughts out in a clear, concise way. I'm trying not to talk down on myself. It's a new thing I'm trying, but it's not really great for comedy. Let's be real. It will never really stop. I feel like I can make fun of myself to others and it be totally not toxic and totally okay for my mental health. But when I talk to myself saying things like, oh, like you're stupid or like things like that, like that I feel is not good for me. Who knows how this brain works? I I haven't even gotten into on this podcast my OCD. I don't know. Actually, I'm not going to call it OCD because I haven't been diagnosed. But the way I live my life is really, really odd. I will say this. Most of my life is based around numbers and the time of the day. I'll, I'll have to talk about it. Should I talk about it now? I'll give you a little synopsis. I won't go into depth, but basically... My whole day is planned around the time on the clock. So whether it be when I leave the house, it has to be on a five or a zero. When I smoke weed, if I'm okay, I'm just going to give you a little example of how I watch TV. This is how I watch TV. So right now I'm watching 30 Rock. Okay. So I'll be watching my show. And every time they say the name of a country, I check my phone. And if I have a notification, I spend up to the closest five minute mark checking that notification. And then after that, back to TV because I don't want to get sucked into the loop of social media because that's way more unhealthy than these habits that I've just developed and that control my entire life. So I'll check my phone. And if I do not have a notification on my phone, I accomplish something so that may, whether that be putting laundry away, 
cleaning up, uh, whitening my teeth, putting a self tan on, whatever that is. I do that when I don't have a notification. But if I don't have a notification and the time on the clock ends in a five or a zero, I go smoke a bowl. (laughs) And at the end of each episode of the show I am watching, this goes for every show I watch, by the way. This isn't just 30 Rock. Sometimes I have to tweak the schedule based on the length of the show or things like that. But at the end of the show, I I can't believe I'm telling this right now. I'm going to sound like a psycho. At the end of the show, I also accomplish something and I smoke a bowl if I want to. I don't just like fucking be like, you have to smoke a bowl. No. Like if I'm hi <laughs> don't go smoke another bowl but like that's my opportunity and I can't smoke another bowl until it gets to the end of my show that <sighs> if there's a psychiatrist out there let's talk let's talk because in my everyday life I'm the least controlling person ever I allow all my friends to make the plans I'm always the person that's like oh like whatever you want to do go ahead well, I'll just go along with it. So go with the flow. Hate to plan my days in advance. Hate it. But I have an immense sense of control when it comes to my own daily life and how I spend it and how I'm productive. And it is, for years, I thought it didn't bother me and it didn't affect me. But it is quite frustrating sometimes that I... I'm not fully present and I feel like I'm always thinking about what's the next thing and what's next on my strange OCD schedule. I also eat things in the, um, if like on my plate, I had like meat, potatoes, veggies, I have to go in that order in a round circle and how I eat. So I'd have one bite of meat, one bite of potatoes, one bite of veggies, and it would go around in that circle until my plate's finished. That's how it's been. I remember thinking that this was a little game I played. I started playing it when I was five years old and now I'm 22 and I still do it. So it's not really a game. It's a habit. (laughs) Okay, now I'm going to answer the question that I, I don't know how I got here. I really have no idea. I had no plans to talk about that at all. But if anyone else has like strange habits, like OCD habits, please let me know. I've also heard that like OCD and ADHD are quite hard to catch in females compared to males. The symptoms aren't always as obvious. So I think that maybe it was just missed in me. It doesn't really, doesn't like affect me. Like I have people in my life who have OCD that it's really affected their whole lives. And that's like not really the case for me. I've still been able to work successfully and all that. So if anything, it just makes me like more anal about the things I'm doing (laughs) Uh, okay. But the question I got asked, this is the second question. You said you have a philosophy and business degree. So what are your thoughts on Western capitalism versus sustainability? So this isn't like a question I would normally answer on the show, but I want to answer all of your questions and I really appreciate you guys sending me in questions. So I'm going to answer it. And I also think that the information I'm about to give is really, really important. So listen up. And so, yeah, I have a sociology and a business degree, not philosophy, but they are somewhat similar in a lot of ways. But before I kind of get into this, I want to define capitalism because my biggest pet peeve when I was in university was when someone would 
answer a question or talk in class and start using like the biggest fucking words in the world that no one knows what they fucking mean and they're just trying to sound smart and make themselves sound educated when they're and they're not really making a valid point or a helpful point because no one even understands what the fuck they're talking about so in case people have heard the word capitalism and are like i've heard this word but i really kind of have an idea of where what it means but not really i'm gonna read you the definition from oxford um it says an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. So the open market economy, I guess not an open market. Yeah, I guess it is an open market, dummy. Uh, the economy we have right now allows people to create their own businesses, uh, reach a higher level of wealth. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, people of this kind of the whole capitalistic society is basically just about being able to start your own business and bring in your own revenue. And the economy is ran by citizens rather than by the government or the state. So in a place like Cuba, the economy is ran by the government. And so, and then obviously sustainability is how we sustain our planet ways we can do this. You guys know what sustainability is at this point. Uh, but when it comes to the two Western capitalism versus sustainability, they are actually very intertwined. So large corporations, this isn't new news, (laughs) large corporations, they often ignore sustainable options or try to hide the fact that they're not being sustainable. Corporations main goal is to make a dollar and that is clear. It's successful. They companies like Amazon have created a ton of revenue and sparked a lot of um, economic activity, but these kinds of corporations aren't necessarily sustainable. So sustainable materials and sustainable work environments, sustainable workers, like any, sorry, how can I word this better? Cheap labor, cheap products, and cheap, okay, damn, bad labor, bad products, not bad, unethical, okay, that's the word I'm looking for, unethical products, unethical labor, and anything of the sorts are much cheaper than doing things ethically and sustainably. So this also is like in the manufacturing process or anything to do with that. So we have to remember there is a large market in sustainability and business people understand that. On one hand, cheap labor is allowing the company not to lose money but on the other hand sustainability could drive more business to the company and make up where they are falling short but the really really dangerous area is the area in the middle of people who have some sustainable practices or claim to be sustainable but also have these unethical processes because what happens is companies start to put 
labels on things saying that this was grown sustainably. Okay, maybe it was grown, this isn't a very good example, but like maybe something was grown sustainably, but the ethics behind it were awful. The workers weren't being paying enough to do this sustainable growth. And so while you think you may be buying a product that is sustainable, that has these green check marks on it that have been, uh, they've been checked by these huge corporations, there, there's the key word again, these huge corporations that are also trying to create revenue, stimulate the economy and all those things, they're approving these products that aren't actually fully sustainable or fully ethical. They have sustainable elements, but they are not actually sustainable products. And unfortunately, with the capitalistic society we live in these days, we need a full-on shift, a full-on change of pace. Something needs to full-on 360 uh, because business people are intelligent. They know this market. They know this market better than people. Obviously, they know the business world better than consumers. So we need, yeah, they'll, they'll see whatever. I'm going to cut what I just said out because it made no fucking sense. I didn't know where I was going with this. But yeah, we need some sort of intervention and some sort of change. And I am not sitting here saying that I am mother nature's goddaughter. I'm not. I'm really could be so much better. I'm like accountable. I'm be- taking it like account accountability for I need to be better for growing my own foods for not purchasing plastic like things in plastic packaging for turning off lights everywhere I go for staying in the shower too long these are all things I know that I can improve upon but I just want to give a couple little little tidbits that could maybe help you debunk capitalism and start to be more sustainable because yeah it's fucking so scary how quickly our planet is burning and how how quickly it would rebuild itself and regenerate itself if we just kind of met the earth halfway and all started being just a little bit more sustainable I know it's a big goal but if we don't keep talking about it, people are going to forget. So ways to do this and make the shift happen quicker. So obviously research about sustainability and ethics is huge. Uh, I'm trying to think of any documentaries I've watched that. I honestly do really enjoy a lot of documentaries on Netflix about food production and um, their ethics and sustainability. There's a lot to learn about it. I'll, I'll try and post them on my story this week, actually, if once I think it through. But yeah, lots of food documentaries. It's really interesting to see how they, these processes work. I've like steered clear of watching like the vegan documentaries because I know as soon as I watch a documentary about how meat is produced, I will become a vegan. And I'm just not sure I'm ready to give up steak yet. So, and chicken nuggets and bacon, but... 
I know the day will come. The day will come that I shift to veganism. I'm pretty sure, which might not be on brand for me, but whatever. Um, so obviously do your research. The next way you can help is to support small businesses, obviously, and also share your small businesses, uh, on your stories with other people, because often it's just hard for people to find like the reason people don't shop for small businesses, in my opinion, is for two reasons. One, because it's more expensive often and two, because we just don't really know where to go. And when we go to a wholesaler or somewhere like Amazon, um, we just can type it in. It's quick and easy. And it's the convenience. Our society is based and achieve. We are, our society is trying to reach the highest level of convenience we possibly can. If you think of everything in our lives, they're meant for convenience. Our phones are meant for convenience so that you can talk to anyone anywhere. Our cards are meant for convenience so we can get somewhere faster. Uh, I don't know. Everything is meant for convenience. I swear. The fucking slides I'm wearing right now are so I can just slide my foot in. They're meant for convenience. And that's why these big corporations do so well. So stop being so fucking lazy. See local artists as much as you can. Um, Supporting local artists stops money from going to big concert venues and therefore big corporations and the sponsors of those big concert venues. Um, Once you find companies you like, this is going back to the small businesses, repeat your purchases, continue business to keep them up and running. It's important for businesses to see repeat business to keep them alive thrift where you can. I'm really shitty for this because I don't have the patience. I need to be better. Um, stop giving high power moguls the power to do shit like this. Like I know I'm doing it right now, but stop talking so much about fucking Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and stop saying you want careers like this because the people that want careers like this are driven by solely money and unfortunately to achieve that high high level of being a billionaire or whatever it is there is going to have to be some corners cut and unfortunately that probably means some ethics cut along the way which for me personally I just can't avoid I can't avoid my morals not worth it to me and I hope it's not to you either and this is to a certain extent, okay? Like there's some some places where I'll shift my morals a little or shift my goals a little to make a dollar, that's all. But your core values need to stay the same and you need to stay true to them. So just think about your goals and to not talk about Jeff Bezos so much. We're all fucking tired. Let's start talking about Carissa Harrison. <laughs> um, okay, I wrote grow your own fruits and veggies, but that's like not gonna happen. So I'm just... Um, make your own cleaning supplies. My mom's really good for this. She makes her own cleaning supplies. Maybe I can post a recipe of what she uses. I don't use it. I don't clean shit. You should see my bedroom. But she uses it to clean the rest of the house. And she likes to talk about it. So this would probably be very exciting for her if I asked her for that. Oh, this is a good one. We were talking about banks earlier. Um, Use a credit union instead of a bank. Because... Big banks are linked to fossil fuels. Dun, dun, dun. Um, 
muscles. Da, da, da. Phineas and Ferb, shout out. But they are linked with fossil fuels, big banks. A lot of the money that's given to whatever. I don't really know how banks were used. I was about to bullshit you and pretend I knew how banks worked, but basically they have heavy links to the fossil fuel industry and that is problematic for the environment. So you can't put your money in a credit union or if you're like not making that much, just use cash, which also is not sustainable. So credit union is probably the best option even though I hate my credit union and enjoy my bank much better, I'll be honest. But again, that's about convenience, not about the the environment, which I do need to keep in mind more. Okay, the last question before I potentially have my guest on, potentially, is how do I start reaching? Let's just see. Has he messaged me at all? No. How do I start reaching my goals? I feel I can accomplish so much, but fear is always getting in the way. So I feel this to my core. I have struggled with this my whole life. And up until I started this podcast, um, I didn't really go for any of my goals because of a huge, huge fear lingering over my head. Everyone always said you can do anything you want to do. Anything's possible, but it just didn't really feel like that Um, because I just had a lack of confidence. I didn't feel whatever may have been, whatever the reason was and whatever industry it was. But I think that the thing that really changed things for me was hearing someone, I can't remember who said it or else I would give them credit, but they said that the hardest part of reaching your goals is starting. And that's literally the, the absolute truth. Maybe I've said this before, but um, just like literally starting making one post about what you want to do or spending half an hour working towards your goal, when you slowly start to uh, – make small steps towards your goal things just start happening quickly and then the fear kind of just has to go out the window because opportunities are coming for you and things are happening so you just need to start I know it's scary and I know it's like I know I know how scary it is but I promise you literally the fucking first click the first post the first whatever it is first video you put out the first job you apply to in the field you want is going to bring you one step closer to your goals and you're going to start to see they are within reach they might not happen for you immediately but things will happen to get you a little bit closer to your goals when you just try even a little yeah so I think that that was huge for me and also you can fail in any fucking industry if you decide to just like go get a job in accounting instead of pursuing your dreams then not against accountants then you can fail as an accountant sorry I just like lost my train of thought you can fail as an accountant just as easily as you can fail as a movie star so 
why not go for the one that you are going to have more drive in the one you're more passionate about and the one that you would be happier with in the long run instead of the job that just seems like it's an easy path but then you spend eight years of your life working towards like working yourself up in a in a position that you like didn't even really ever want in the first place and for what for what (laughs) that's I know it's easier said than done. I'm in that position right now where I'm thinking about accepting jobs that I don't necessarily know are the right fit for me because I need to make money, obviously. And like, I'm starting to make a bit of money off podcasting, but not enough to sustain myself. So I do understand, but there can be a balance of continuing to pursue your dreams while still being financially responsible and doing the work you need to do to make enough to live to support yourself so uh yeah just keep your foot on the gas is all I can say like things will happen for you it might just not be your turn yet and don't let fear stop you because it's not a good enough reason plain and simple it's not a good enough reason so yeah I guess my guest is not coming on. I might edit his uh, his bits in after if he decides to. But I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of my show and hearing me ramble about random ass topics. That I literally don't even know what I'm going to call this episode because we went from puking on a dick to sugar babies to PDA to sustainability to goal setting (laughs) the truly is the messiest messiest podcast in all of the land so go enjoy your weekend go enjoy your friends your family the good weather the summer and enjoy yourself a little bit